0: Welcome to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope this podcast encourages you, challenges you, and furthers your relationship with God in a whole new way. Enjoy this week's message. Good.
1: Oh man, there's only a there's only a few people there's only a few people getting that God is good. Awesome. You're catching up a little bit. God is good. Come on. He is awesome. He is in this place. Do you sense his spirit? Hallelujah. Come on. Just can you just take a moment and just bless his name. Can you just take a moment and just bless his name. Come on. Lift your hands and just bless his name. Come on, let them know that you're here, you're ready to receive today. Let them know that you're here to receive today. So I'm getting rid of all distractions. Oh, I'm just here, I'm going to be vulnerable in his spirit. I'm laying it all down today. For more of Jesus, I'm not here to play church this morning. Hallelujah! You, Come on, is anybody here ready to receive yes, this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah! Yes, welcome, welcome to Calvary Life. Amen. Amen. Yes. yes, thank you, Candice. So I'll, um, yeah, what great worship, amen? Uh, So before I get into the the word this morning, we have uh, some, we have an extended family um, joining us here permanently at this campus. We have Thurston and his wife, Anna, who... Who is? Uh, they are. They are from our Connecticut campus. Thurston and I have been uh, friends for a long time. We were friends before we started walking with the Lord. And so, do not ask him anything about me. <laughs> yeah, that's the old life. Yeah. Amen. But we welcome them here. We're excited that they are here to join us, right, to advance the kingdom of yeah. God. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Come on, I love a talk back church. Yes. Yes, hallelujah. So I'm going to be reading out of Numbers 33. If I, if I can just have you stand. There's no sitting in church. Amen. <laughs> so if I can, um, so just Numbers 33, we're going to start in verse 50. You ready? You got it? You there? Oh, I got to wait. Got to wait for the pastor. Let's wait. Let's Lord have mercy. Amen. So verse 50 it says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, say to them, when you have crossed the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their engraved stones, destroy all their model images, demolish all their high places. You shall de- uh, disp- um, possess the inhabitants of the land and dwell in it, for I have given you the land to possess. Hmm. And you shall divide the land by lot as an inheritance among your family. To the larger you shall give a, a, a larger inheritance and to the smaller you should give a smaller inheritance. there's everyone, everyone's inheritance. you get an inheritance, you get an inheritance, <laughs> you get an inheritance. <laughs> you shall inherit according to the tribes of, of your father. But if you but if you do not, But if you do not, but if you do not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall be that those whom you let remain shall be irritants in your eyes and thorns in your sides, and they shall harass you in the land where you dwell ouch, ouch, somebody say ouch. Ouch. I want you to repeat after me. I will possess possess what God has given me. me. I'm going to say it again. Yes, like Pastor Marcel said, I I will possess what God has given me. Amen. Let's go before the Lord this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You never change. You are consistent. You are constant. You are a God, your Father. You are, you are a, a, a God that we can lean on and we can depend on every day. Have your way in this place, Lord God. We didn't we're not here to play church. We don't want regular church. We want to see you move, God. What a great honor it is that you call me to minister your word. A guy like me you use as your vessel today, Lord God. So I give you my mind, think with it. I give you my vocal cords, speak through them, Lord. Have your way today, Lord God. Let it be you and not me. In Jesus' name. Somebody give him a shout this morning. Yes. Thank you for standing for the rest of the service. Amen. Thank you very much. All right. So we're we are um, completing our our series called um, Live Out Purpose is part of our, our mission statement as a as a church. See, we want you to connect to Christ. That's why we are here. We want you to experience freedom. We want you to have a hunger for God and we want you. To live out purpose, Amen. to live out purpose. See, we don't want you to be a boring Christian because <laughs> without purpose, life, to, life is boring because where you go? What, what is the, it to look forward to? Yeah. Right. So God has a purpose for your life. Right. And so you, you, you have you have to find what that purpose is. God has something for you are not an accident. You are not an accident. I don't care who your parents might have told you that you were not planned. <laughs> you are here. I'm, I'm one of them, right? My parents said that I was not planned. I just came. I, I just it just happened. Amen. But it's not it's not by accident. It's by design, right? It's by it's by design. Amen. So you are here on purpose. You are purpose. If you, if you don't get anything else. In the rest of this uh, service, you are purpose. God has plans for you. Amen. amen. You, you are meant to do something special. You, you're meant to work with God. Yes. Right? To advance his kingdom. Amen. That's exciting all by itself, right? Yes. Amen. amen. Am, I, am, I, am I alone? Am I talking to myself this morning? Come on, help me preach this thing. This Amen. amen. Come on, who's here to ready to receive today? No. Don't, don't make me preach better than you respond amen and so 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 there's a process of living out your purpose that's what we've been talking about so the, so the process the first process is to find your purpose right and, and then, and then what is, what's the second one right God would develop you, you for that purpose right and then last week we, we talked about how, how God, we must be in a position for God to lead us. That's important. You must be in a position for God to, to lead us. Um, how many have a, a satellite uh, dish on their, on their roof, right? And so in order to, to receive the trans, transformer, right, it has to be positioned in a certain way. If, if it's not, you don't, you don't get to watch your TV, Right. So that's just like our lives. We have to be positioned in a certain way for God to lead us. Amen. That is that is important. Right. And so our final uh, process is to to possess what God has already given you. There are there are certain things that God has already ordained for our lives before we were even born. And those things we have to possess, right? Um, so we have to actually take action to what God is, has already given us. Amen? He left us, he left us peace. He left us joy. Amen? We, we must take action. We must receive those things. We must possess those things in, in our lives. Are you with me? Yes,
0: sir. Good going. Good going.
1: And so we're going to answer three questions today. So the first question is why? possessing what God has already given us is important to God. The second one is, why do some people struggle with possessing what God has already given? And lastly is, how do we possess what God, what God has given us? So the first one, why, why possessing what God has already given us is important to God? So, it's to, so you know what God thinks about you. Right, is that, So possessing what God uh, has already given us is important to him so that we, we, we can know what God thinks ab- about us. Because a lot of times what we think about ourselves does not align with what God thinks about us. Amen. Amen. So constantly, if you read the Old Testament to the New Testament, God is telling us what he thinks about us. He is telling us who we are. Because a lot of times it doesn't, uh, how we feel about ourselves doesn't align to what he thinks about us. Solomon says, right, as a man or woman speaks, you know, thinks, so is he. Amen. So a lot of times we don't see ourselves as God sees us. So it's important. So God constantly reminds us of who we are. He says that we are priests. He says that we are holy. He says that we are blameless, amen. He says that we are blessed, amen. He says that we are ahead and not to tell. He says that we are sought. He says that we are light, amen. He says that we are chosen, amen. He says that we are children of God. Come on, that's exciting. So we have to know who we are. So if we don't know, if we don't possess the things of God, amen, the world will possess you. Amen. So it's important that we know what God thinks about us. It's not about what your neighbor think about you. It's not about what your family think about you. Amen. It's not even about what you think about you. It's really about what God thinks about you. Right. And so God, that's why it's important that we renew our minds. Right. Because we have to think and think. And sometimes we wake up and just say, well, I'm not really feeling myself. Then you start taking on what other people said about you. Right. You start wearing that. You start walking in that. God said, no, 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 no. You saw are light. Amen. You're chosen. You're forgiven. Amen. Amen. You're, you're blameless. Amen. You're, you're the head and not the tail. So what, what, you're, what you're hearing is, is a lie. This is the truth. So God is about truth. Amen. 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 And so also God wants to establish a relationship with us. So he established a covenant relationship with Abraham. He says, I'm giving you this, this land. Your, your whole generation will be blessed through you. Wow. Amen. So it's, it's, it's about a covenant relationship. God wants to build a special relationship relationship with God. It's really hard to receive from God if you don't have a relationship with God. So a relationship with God is very important. I'm not talking about just knowing just knowing God. It's, it's like being with God. It's, it's like, you know, praying, reading his word, getting to know him, being in his presence. Amen. It's being with God. And then it's, it's to um, represent his character on the earth. It's to represent his character on earth. See, God cares more about your character than your circumstance. This should change your prayer life, right? So when you are going through something, you are facing an obstacle. So instead of asking God to remove the obstacle, you ask God, what do I need to learn through this obstacle or in this obstacle? (laughs) Amen? It's to just change your prayer life because God has a plan for everything. So if you are facing difficulty right now God has a plan for that but he needs to change you before he change your circumstance. so he cares more about your character. He cares more that you represent him on earth amen It's to just change your prayer life that should just you should just be excited right now that like God's going to answer your prayers right He said you should say to yourself well he's going to change me before I change before he changes the, my circumstance. Yes. Amen. So we want God to change our circumstances. Right. But not change, but not change us. Then we keep repeating the same things over and over and over again. It becomes a cycle in our lives. God said, no, 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 no. See, you are victorious. You are victorious. That's the way he sees you. That's the way he sees us. He says, you are victorious. Amen. In order to to have victory over something, you actually have to go through it. And when you go through something, it builds character. Am I preaching better than you are responding? I'm just asking. Right? As, As you go through something, it builds character. Stop asking God to remove the obstacle and say, God, have your way in the midst of this storm. What do I need to learn through this? Amen? What do I need to learn? What are you trying to tell me? How are you trying to shape me and mold me? Amen. God has you. He has you. You will never go through a storm by yourself. It's a promise from God. He says, I will be with you. I will never forsake you. You'll never go through a storm by yourself. Come on. Is that exciting? So i noticed with this text. So here's. So God telling the um, Israelites, telling Moses to tell the Israelites, you know, some, some things and um, he really want them to possess the land, but they were really having trouble. You know, this has been an ongoing struggle with the Israelites. They were God's chosen people. God loved, it, loved the Israelites. He had a plan for them, but you know these people aggravated the Lord. <laughs> it was always something. God always had to come down with correction, you know, because it was something they, they weren't doing. Amen. They were very impatient people. Amen. If God didn't move instantly, right? They would go find another God that will move in their lives. Amen. You know. So here, God, He's trying to build this covenant relationship with them. They having a hard time to possess what He's actually given them. So here they are. They're in the wilderness. (laughs) They've been in this. They've been in the wilderness for a minute now, right? So, uh, so in chapter thirteen in in Numbers, if you remember. They, um, he told Moses to send out 12 spies to spy out the land to see if that, that was a land up full of milk and honey. And they refused to actually go into the land to conquer it. So here they are now. Here. So God's still with them. He's telling them now it's time when you cross this, this Jordan. He was telling them to do certain things. But I noticed what God, um, what God does with, with his people, what he, what he did in this text, text, he gave them a promise and a command. A promise and a command. See, they both work together. Both are needed to be successful in their task. Both are needed to be successful in conquering the promise that God has for us. Amen. And so so God was God wanted to lead them. So God will lead you um, in through his word, his way, his time. His word. His way, his time. Are you with me? That's the way God will lead you. He will lead you through His word, His way, His time. So there are two commands that we uh, that I uh, that I've noticed here. It was several commands, but two that really stood out to me. Two commands that the Lord gave uh, the Israelites to do. So right. So we know what the promise is already, right? So the promise was was the land. The promise was the covenant. The intimate relationship he, he, he wanted to establish w- with them, but, but he gave them two commands to actually uh, to conquer the, the, the land. He says, F- first, cross over. We, it, it may sound simple, but transitions are difficult. Yes, they are. Right. Transitions can be very, very difficult. Yeah. Amen. So it, it can it can be actually scary. Right. Transitions can be like a breakup. Right. Because you have to break up with the old and, and establish the, the new. Amen. And you have to you have to be vulnerable to, to do that. Right. So breakups. Uh, uh, so transitions can be like a breakup. We talked last week. We talked about we had to, you have to break up with comfort. Because you can't sit in the comfort seat in the seat of faith at the same time. Right? Because God will have you do things, right, what that will, uh, will make you feel uncomfortable. He will he, he bring you past your comfort zone. I mean, he would do things that you would you were like, like, what? God, you're asking me to do this? Amen? He won't ask you to do something that you're comfortable with with, with doing, right? You know, so we, so God wants you to feel challenged because when you are uncomfortable, that's when growth happens. Yes. That's when, when growth starts to rise, to rise up. That's when faith starts to rise up. Amen. When you are uncomfortable because God wants you to depend on him. Right. Not depend on your circumstance, not to depend on your own strength. Wow. He wants the, you to depend on him. Right. So he makes you uncomfortable. You, 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 he wants you to look at this situation. And it's like this is impossible. This is impossible. I cannot do this by myself. You're in the best place. You're in the perfect place for God to move. Amen. 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 So if you are uncomfortable right now, if you are in a season of uncomfortability, right, that is God. That's God. Let him lead the way. His word, his way, his time. His word, his way, his time. Amen. So I want to challenge those, if if, if, if you're not, if you are comfortable with what you're doing, if if you're not in an uncomfortable situation, you must ask yourself, am I growing? Am I I growing? I knew it was going to get quiet in here. As I was meditating on it, I said, when I say this, no one is going to talk back to me. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Let God have his way. Let God, like, ask for it. I, I, if you are a Christian, you are a bold Christian, you want more of God, I dare you to ask God to be uncomfortable. Wow. I know. I know. Listen, I'm uncomfortable every single week. Every single week that I get up here and I, I minister because I take the word very seriously. And I can't believe that God would use a, a guy like me to minister his word. I am uncomfortable Every week. Every week every week. I'm not a person who runs up, wants to speak on stage. Amen. Amen. This is very uncomfortable for me. I remember times where I used to vomit before I used to come up. True story. Amen. Times I remember was going to pass out before I came up here. It's like, oh my goodness. This is very uncomfortable. Amen. Amen. But God wants to get you out of your comfort seat and place you in a seat of faith. Get ready for the ride or the journey He's going to bring you on. Amen. Amen. It's going to be excited. Yes. Exciting. Amen? Amen. So He told them the to cross of people have a hard time transitioning because it's scary. Transitions are very scary. Amen. So, but God wants us to be a people who transitions. The Israelites had, had trouble with transitioning. Amen? Have trouble with transitioning. And so, also, God wants us to. So, a, a, another command that God gave the Israelites, he says, to drive out the inhabitants. So not only, so when you cross, not only you have to be bold and courageous to cross over, amen, that's not an easy thing to do, right? So you have to leave one season into another season. So he is, he is telling us to have confidence in him, to trust him, to be bold and to be courageous. And Then when you get there, you have to drive some stuff out. You have to drive some people out. Amen. See what God is saying, like some people in your life cannot come with you to the to a new season. You have to you have to drive. You have to drive them out. Amen. So God has a plan and a purpose for you. So God is about elevation. Amen. So sometimes you can't bring the same people with you to your new season. Amen. So he is, he is saying drive out those irritants. That means they will irritate you if you don't remove them. Actually, you will, be, you will become like them if you don't drive them out. Wow. You will adapt, a, adapt to their ways if you don't drive them out. Yeah. A, amen? So that's why God sets us apart. Great. Your call is so important. Your purpose is so important. God will separate you from the rest. He will separate you from the crowd. He will separate you from the crowd. Amen? So God, but God is saying that you must drive those irritants out, those, some of those people out, or else they will be thorns in your side. Right? You'll walk around. You'll come to church every single week. You can be faithful, right? You can, come, you can serve faithfully to God. You can come and you can worship him, you know, all you want, but you, you would, they will would be a thorn on your side. You will come to church aggravated every week you would be one of those miserable Christians. You ever seen one of those miserable Christians? Like, how can you love God and you're that angry? All the time. Like, every day. Right? You ever, you ever seen some of those people who, who are angry every day? But you see them, they lift their hands, right? And then you try to talk to them. They yell at you. They're mean to you. It's like, what happened? I don't understand this. I mean, what's this for? I don't understand. Like, why are you so mean? I don't understand mean Christians, right? It doesn't reflect God's character. If you spend time long enough with the Lord, you would start looking like him, acting like him, responding like him. That's what it's it's for, amen? That's what God wants, wants us to respond in such a godly manner, amen? God's character. Amen. But if you don't drive out some of those people in, in your life, right? They become irritants. Then you will become the irritant to others. Amen. People will see you come into church and they, be, they see walking in the doors and like, oh Lord, Lord, I'm gonna find me a new seed. Amen. Amen. I you start, a, 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 you know, adapting to their ways. Amen. Because it's hard for you, right, to see your purpose. When you're surrounded by so much negativity yeah. all the time some people live in chaos live in negativity all the time I can't do it yeah. I can't do it amen so those people become the irritants in your life see the enemy loves when we are in a position like that because the enemy's passion for is, is for us to stop living wow. it's for us To stop living. It says, the Bible says in John 10, 10, right? The thief comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. Amen? Mm -hmm. So he wants to to steal your progress, right? He wants to steal your your family, right? He wants to kill the communication with, with, with your family. Right. At at work. He wants to steal all those any progress that you have. He wants he wants to steal what what God has given you. Amen. We can't allow the enemy to steal what God has um, um, given us. Amen. Amen. So the enemy has stolen some people's joy. Right. He's stolen some people's uh, uh, faith or peace. Amen. The enemy has stolen some people's opportunities for God to use them. Amen? Amen. So the enemy comes and still kills and destroy. But I love John 10, 10, because it says, although the enemy comes and still kill and destroy, it didn't. God didn't put a period there. Yeah. So never put a period where never put a, com- a period where God puts a comma. Amen. He says, but I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Yeah. That should be encouraging for some people. Although the enemy will try, he will try to come and kill and steal and destroy, right? But when you know what God thinks about you, you like, like you know that God came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly, amen, when you start walking in that, amen, it will change your life. It will change your life. It, it will strengthen you when you're praying against the enemy's plans amen amen you can bind some stuff out right you can loose some stuff from from heaven amen amen, amen. Your, 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 your prayer life will just change amen you will up your, your prayer life you will up your spiritual battles amen you get a little stronger right every go from one season to the next amen you just get a little stronger, right? Because you've been through some stuff, amen? So enemy can't steal this, right? Because I've been here before. I know who my, my God is. I know what I'm walking in, right? I know I have purpose in my life, amen? I, I expect the enemy to come after me because I'm a threat to his kingdom. I'm a threat to his kingdom, amen? You can't be a threat to, to the enemy's kingdom if you're it's sitting in your comfort seat because you're right where he can find you you are right where the enemy can find you, amen? But when you are in the seat of faith, Amen you start becoming dangerous to to the uh, enemy's camp. Amen. You start changing. He start seeing you changing. You start seeing you walk a little different. Start that's given that strut that in your life, that confidence that God wants you to have in who you are and who he is and you know that he is using you wherever he places you. Amen. Wherever he places you, you know that you can make a difference. Amen. It's different. It's different when you're sitting in the seat of comfort versus versus the seat of faith. Amen. Now you become that threat to the enemy's camp. Hallelujah. So let's answer the second question here. So the first question was why possessing what God has already given us is important to him. And our second question is why do some people struggle possessing what God has already given. So they're going to put a little graphic up. I have a little graphic for you. And you see that? Do we have that? There it is, right there. See, you ask and you shall receive. Look at that. So we're going to talk about why do people struggle possessing what God has already given us? Um, so a lot of times God gives us a clear promise, but some people uh, uh, don't possess it. So they stay put. Right. Uh, one side, you, you see people staying, the type of people that stay put. The other side, you, you see that uh, some people take possession of what God has given us. Amen. But some people. Um, we're going to talk about it, that. Take, try to take possession, but with no promise. Amen. So we're gonna we're gonna go over we're gonna go over this here. And so the first one we're gonna deal with is the futility. Right. This is I, if you are listening online, if you are here today, you probably won't fall in this cari- um, category. I mean, these are individuals who just don't have a relationship with the Lord at all. Amen. So they have no promise, no possession. I like to call them boring Christians. Amen. Not attempting to live uh, with God, uh, a a life with God. They do not hear his word or take any action. Um, So they submit to whatever that um, make them feel good. Amen. We know that God is about a relationship, right? God is about a relationship. See, God wants us, wants to give us revelation because He knows that the, the, our revelation will determine our elevation. Amen. So you once God give you a revelation, you never stay in the same place. Amen. So we're not going to deal too much with, with the first one, but let's, let's go to the um, let's go to the second one we're gonna deal with. The second one we will deal with is fear. And we know this is this is a big one. This is a big one. So this is a clear promise, but no possession. So you remember going back to the 12 spies, right? So for those that, I just don't want to assume that everyone knows the story of the 12 spies, where, where God told Moses um, they, were, they were on the edge of the, of the promised land, where God promised them, and, and so he told Moses to send 12 spies out to investigate, Um, he said, this is the land I'm giving you, that the land is full of milk and honey. He says, send 12 spies out to see what's in the land to see if this is the land that he had promised them. And so 12 spies went out, they all came back. Uh, Two had a uh, different report than than the 10, the the ten were, were afraid. They were full of fear. They said, this is not the land. Or they didn't even even say it. it wasn't the land, pretty much. They were just focused on who was on the land. There were some giants on the land, some bigger people that they got afraid. They didn't want to go and take over the land be, because, of, because of them. But you had two, Caleb and, Caleb and Joshua, who said, This is this, they were focused on a promise rather than a the circumstance. They were just like, this right. is, this is the land that God was talking about. This is what the whole time. This is what this is what God was talking about. This is the land. Let's go and get it. And I I love Caleb's response. He says, "Let's go now and take possession of the land." So here, everyone else they were complaining. They were just like, "Nah, let's let's just let's let's just go um, you know do, do do something else." So they were settling for a partial promise. They were settling for a partial blessing. They didn't want the they didn't want the full blessing. Amen. And so because of the 10 spoke fear. Right. It, it spread it through the whole camp. Wow. Amen. It spread it through the whole camp. Now, everyone else got afraid. They did not enter into the promised land because of fear, because of the 10 people saying that they knew that God had promised them this land, but they chose fear over faith. They chose fear over faith. And if we think that we don't do that in life, right, we will be mistaken. Right? They they chose fear over faith. But but check this out. It's the, it spread throughout the whole camp. I mean, it was hundreds of Israelites there, right? Hundreds of, of, of Israelites. And they and they they were afraid. So you have to be careful who you tell your God crazy plan to. Because some people may respond out of fear and not faith. So you have to be careful. When God gives you a a plan or a purpose and it seems a little weird, seems like beyond something that you can accomplish yourself, it sounds a little crazy, be careful who you tell. Because people, some people will will respond out of fear and not faith. So fear will, will cripple you. Amen. See, they ultimately believe that people in the land were more powerful than God. Mm. But let me um, I'm here to tell you, fear does not advance the kingdom. Faith does. Fear does not advance the kingdom of God. Faith does. Amen. And so so God wants us to hear the word and move in response of the word. Amen. He wants us to be doers of the word. Amen. So they settled for one side of the Jordan. They didn't didn't take the full blessing of of God. Amen. See, I want want people like uh, Joshua and and, um, Caleb, amen, in my life, who believe in the promise and refuse to Um, do anything opposite of of the the word of God. So let's deal with the next one. Let's deal with the flesh one. Possession, but no promise. Doing something God has not promised. This is when we make impulsive decisions without consulting God. Has anyone been there before Amen. Then you try to take it back. Right. You try to take it back to God and say, God, see what had happened was like, I mean, I thought you would be cool with it. I didn't think this was like a big deal. So I went ahead and kind of did this thing, you know, so then we try to get God to take us out of this mess, get us out of this mess. Amen. I don't I hope I'm not alone. Like I'm, I remember making some impulsive decisions and it came back to bite me. Amen. <laughs> I mean, we remember the the life of Saul, right? There are times you remember if you if you know if you if you read the story of Saul, where where Samuel uh, uh, Saul was uh, uh, about to fight this army, and, and Samuel told him to wait until he came came back, right? So that way he can he can he can pray pray over him and all that. But Saul took it upon himself to do it himself. He thought it was a good idea. He thought he would just help God out. Amen. You know, but 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 Samuel told saw to wait, but he but he didn't wait and he chose to do it him, himself and then he got in trouble. Like God took his kingdom from him, amen, because he didn't represent him to the world, amen. He didn't, it wasn't a godly character, amen. So God doesn't need our help. If God tells us to wait, amen, we remember his word, his way, his timing. His word, his way, his timing. God doesn't need our help. Amen, so sometimes God will promise you something. He will give you a purpose. He'll promise you something. Then he'll tell you to wait, wait. But he's telling you to wait on purpose. Amen, so he can prepare you for the promise. Amen? Amen. So, so Saul tried to help God in, in, instead of obeying him. Amen? So, some, so there's a difference between doing something for God Versus doing something with God. See, see, doing something for God, is, it's not, you don't necessarily have that real connection with him. Amen? So it's, it's, it's like we're trying to impress God when we do something for God, like we're trying to impress him. If you really want to impress God, obey him. Follow his lead. Amen. God would be very thankful if we can just follow his lead, just obey him. Amen. That's what that's when burnout happens. Right. When we try to do things for God, when you come to church, if you serve in this church. Amen. Amen. We don't want you to do things for God. It's better when you do things with God. Oh, man, I might have lost you somewhere around the message. I don't know where I lost you at but it's the difference. We, you can avoid burnout. God doesn't want Christians to get burned out, yes. right? Because he will lead you to do the impossible, yes. amen? He doesn't want Christians to, God doesn't need us to do anything for him, but he takes pleasure when we do things with him, amen? Because it's his plan. Remember, it's his word. It is his way. It is his timing. Amen? You see, when we do things for God, we expect accolades. Right? When we do things for God, right, you are sad when no one notices you. Amen? When you do things for God, you start critiquing leaders. Ooh. I know that hurt me too. Right. When we do things for God. Right. We lack vision. When we do things for God, your, your prayer life starts to diminish. Your joy is based off your performance. You feel shame about hidden sin. That's what happens when we do things for God. God said, no, 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 no. We in this together. This is a partnership. We in this together. God doesn't need us to do anything for him. He wants us to do everything with him. And that leads us to our our, our last um, point. is faith. So this is a clear promise plus taking possessions. Right? This is called faith. It's what happens when we hear God's word and respond. This is when we actually bear fruit and we advance his kingdom. You remember the story for some, remember the story of of Jericho where, where God told the Israelites to march around, right, and blow the horn and all those things. And the walls, walls came down. Amen. That was an act of faith. They moved in a response to God's word. Amen. So that's what God wants us to move in a response to God's word. Amen. So we work. God wants us to work with him, with him. Right. So if you work with God, you constantly finding where he is and moving and joining him with his activity. When you do things with God, you expect nothing. Mm. You are pleased when no one notices you. (laughs) You see greater vision for small work for your prayer time and your prayer time is consistent. I repeat that one. You see greater vision for small work in your prayer time is consistent. Amen. So we need to respond like Caleb responded when he got so much negativity from the other 10 who went and spied out the land. With him, they, they went together and they spied out the land, but they came back with different reports. We need to, we need to follow uh, uh, Caleb and, and Joshua. Right. Their response. So Caleb was like, let's let's go now and take possession of of the land. And so how do we possess what God has already given us? Right. We must be aggressive. Caleb was like, hey, let's let's go do this. Don't wait to someone else to say, let's go do the let's go. If God told me to go after this thing. I'm going after this thing. Amen. You have to expect some negativity. That's okay. They can't come with you. <laughs> they they can't come with you. Amen. So at the end of the day, you have to give the report to God, right? I don't want God to come to me and say, "Hey, why didn't you cross when I told you to cross over? Wow. Wow. Why didn't you possess what I've already given you?" Come on. I don't want to have to. Give an account to that. I want God to tell me, well done, faithful servant. So we must be aggressive to all, to all that God has for us. Amen? Never let anyone take your peace. Never let anyone steal your joy. Amen? Amen. Take whatever what God has, has given you. Amen? We must be aggressive. And then I noticed Joshua and Caleb, they remembered. They remembered what God said. So a lot of times there's a gap. So when God gives you a promise to when he fulfill it. And so he sends you on this journey. He starts preparing you for this, for this promise, right? Or uh, for this purpose. Amen. So it may be a long time between what he promised you and then him fulfilling what he promised you. And you have to remember what he said. Remember what he said, because a lot of times we forget, right? And then we go through certain things and we say, God, I mean, I need I need a blessing. I mean, God, what what are you doing? What's what's happening in my life? Amen. We we ask God to intervene in our situation, or we we forget what God had promised us. Amen. We ask God for a new word, but He's telling us to obey the old one that He gave to you. right. That's right. So you have to remember, they remembered what God said to them. That's what Jesus He told us to take part in communion. He says to remember. Remember, when you take communion, you remember my body. You remember the sacrifice. Amen. Because we forget sometimes when we go through things, right, we allow the circumstance to take over us. Right? We get so enmeshed with the circumstance. Remember, I am here to tell you today, whatever God's promised you, the dream that you've had, whatever God's leading you, how he wants to do in your life, remember what he said. Because it will come to pass. It it will come to pass. God will perform that word over your life. He will perform that word over your life. Remember, remember. And then they stood their ground. Joshua and Caleb, they stood their ground. Amen. No one, no one could change their conviction to move forward. Never allow anyone to change your conviction to move forward what God's telling you to do. Amen? Because it's not between you and them. It's between you and God. You have to have that level of conviction. Like the Lord told me to do something, I'm going to stand my ground. See, it's easy to say it now, but when you're in the middle of a storm... When all hell break loose, because a lot of times what happens when God gives you a promise, he speaks a word over your life, all hell starts to break loose. <laughs> Devils start to come out that you didn't know, and just, just chaos starts to break out. You have to stand your ground in the midst of the storm. I know what God said. I know what God said. I know what God says, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere until he fulfilled that promise. Amen? <laughs> You got to stand your ground. God needs some Christians who stand their ground. Yes. We need to stand our ground of, of, in, in faith, right, to of this chaotic world. Yes, we do. Amen. It's challenging us. It's challenging our Christianity. It's shaking us. Amen. Amen. God is shaking up our foundation. Amen. 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 So God is shaking some things that don't belong. Amen. Well, as Christians, as believers, we need to stand our ground. We, I know what God thinks about me. I'm a priest. I'm royal. Amen. I'm the head and not the tail. Amen. Amen. I am chosen. All right. I am forgiven. I am blessed. Amen. I am blameless. Amen. I am unashamed. Amen. Come on. That's what God thinks about me. We need to stand our ground. And stand our ground. Amen. Amen? Amen? Come on. That's how you possess what God has given you. Amen. Amen? As you be aggressive, you remember and you stand your ground. Come on, stand with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. You blessed this morning?
0: Yes.
1: Amen. So this, here's what we're going to do this morning. If I can get Terrell to grab, grab a microphone, I just really want you to close out our service with a prayer this morning. We'll release you after this prayer. Uh, we have some folks to stand back if you want prayer after that. And um, if you're listening with us online, we, we love you. We, we know that God has a purpose for you. And we are believing that God's, God is leading you. He's leading you through his word, his way, his timing. Amen. Um, stand your ground. Be aggressive. Remember what he said in your life. Amen. We'll be praying for you. Um, and I'll be praying for everyone here as well that we do these things and we get to see God move in our life. You get to live out purpose. I'm happy, like, that's my purpose. It's for you to live out yours. It's for you to find your purpose. I love that. Thank you, God. I'm passionate about I'm passionate about you having this awesome purpose that God has for you. Man, when you start, to, when that purpose starts to unravel, oh my gosh, it's going to be so great. God has like a big vision for your life. Amen. And we've talked, like, I see horses. I see land. I see happiness. I see joy. I see, I see a respite place. I see a place of healing, a place of laughter. I see multiple people just crying of tears of joy. Hallelujah. Purpose.
0: We all have purpose.
1: We all have purpose. God wants you to live out the purpose.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Praise. Hallelujah. Why don't you give God praise? Hallelujah. For purpose. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to thank you and we want to praise you. Father, we first want to pray over us that you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Father, we thank you now that even as we are going into this season and that we are in the season of possessing. Father, we thank you now that every brass and iron gate over our life is now broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you now that glass ceilings that have been placed over us by families and generational curses are now broken by the power of the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give you glory for possessing, for you have given us all things pertaining to life and godliness. I prophesy over this house that there will be possession in the marketplace. I prophesy over this house that there will be possession in our personal lives. I thank you now that things that we have lost control of, we will begin to possess it by the power of the blood of Jesus. Father, we thank you now that all things are working together for the good of them that love the Lord and for them that are called according to his purpose. Father we thank you and we give you glory. We thank you and we give you glory. We thank you that this week will be a week of unmerited favor. We thank you that this week Father we will encounter someone that we can pour out our purpose on. We thank you this week that we will begin to inherit land. We thank you this week that we will begin to have everything that you have, that you want for us and Father we give you glory We give you praise. Why don't you lift up your hands and open up your mouth and drive out the enemy. Drive out the enemy from your space. Your space is clear for what God is getting ready to put in it. And we know that all things work together, even though it may not look good right now, but it is working. It is working. I decree and declare that by the end of this week, you shall see your purpose. By the end of this week, it will all work together because you love God, if you love him, if you agree with him, give God a praise and give him glory. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory. And we pray now that you would be with us through the furtherance of this week. Go before us. Set every crooked way straight. We pray, Father, that you would give us provision this week. We thank you that you will give us complimenting energy for this week. We thank you now that no hurt, harm, or danger will come nigh our dwelling place this week. We bless you for it. And we thank you because you are good and your mercy endureth forever. We thank you for all things and we give you glory. We pray now that you will cover our man of God, that you will cover our woman of God, cover them under your blood, replenish his strength, replenish his spirit as he has poured out to your people. I thank you now and I give you glory. In Jesus name we pray. Why don't you give God praise as we are dismissed at this time. If you want prayer you may come to the designated people at this time in Jesus name. Thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. If what you heard today impacted you, be sure to tell us about it. You can rate and subscribe to this podcast or contact us on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or our website, calvarylifedfw.com. Thank you so much and have a great week.